Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we're getting into the, yeah, the new M3, M4. And I know, I know, you don't like the face, you don't like the grill so on and so forth. We've had that discussion many, many, many times. So let's just get into the specs, right? Let's just see if the new M3, M4 at least, might at least sound like an interesting driver's car. 2021 BMW M3 and M4 combined controversial looks with all-wheel drive and up to 503 horsepower. BMW has long used the ultimate driving machine motto, but the messaging has been muddied thanks to front-wheel drive models such as the 2 Series Grand Coupe. However, the M3 and M4 have always exemplified that slogan and the company is looking to build on their success with all new versions which were introduced earlier tonight. Starting under the hood, the cars have a twin-turbo 3.0-liter 6-cylinder engine that produce 473 horsepower and 406 pound-feet of torque. The competition variants are a tad more powerful as they have 503 horsepower and 479 pound-feet of torque. Thanks to the added power, the M3 and M4 can accelerate from 0 to 60 in 4.1 seconds before hitting a top speed of 180 miles per hour when equipped with the M Drivers Package. The competition variants are even faster as the dash to 0 to 60 it only takes 3.8 seconds, but the top speed is unchanged. Enthusiasts can breathe a, sigh, breathe a sigh of relief as the company announced the standard M3 and M4 will be offered with a 6-speed manual and rear-wheel drive. Besides keeping drivers involved, the gearbox weighs 50 pounds or 22.7 kilograms less than the 8-speed automatic, and BMW says this helps to improve front-to-rear weight distribution. Due to the extra torque, the competition variants are automatic only. Lame. That's lame. To compensate, there's a rev-matching downshift function and a manual mode that is controlled by steering wheel-mounted paddle shifters. Still kind of lame. Of course, the big news is the addition of all-wheel drive. Available exclusively on competition variants, the M X-Drive system is rear-biased and features an active M rear differential. To ensure the car's handle in a traditional BMW M fashion, torque is directed to the rear wheels during normal driving. When extra traction is needed, power is sent to the front wheels for added grip. The all-wheel drive system has three different modes including the default four-wheel drive setting, four-wheel drive sport, which directs more torque to the rear wheels during dynamic driving and is designed to work particularly well on track. Customers can also select two-wheel drive, which switches off the dynamic stability control and allows fans to enjoy, to enjoy a pure rear-wheel drive experience without any system intervention. Speaking of handling, the cars come standard with an adaptive M suspension and an M-specific double-joint spring-strut front suspension. The latter features newly developed aluminum wishbones with ball joints, an aluminum torque arm with new mounts, a forged swivel bearing with a unique spring strut clamp, and lightweight wheel bearings with a very high camber range. The rear suspension uses a 5-link setup with wishbone control arms that have been redesigned to provide precise handling for the most demanding driver. Last but not least, the front track grows by 1.5 inches or 38 millimeters to improve traction and directional stability. The models have additional bracing as well as both feature a shock tower brace and vertical braces which connect the engine compartment to the front aluminum subframe. There's also crossbar bracing and a brace which connects the rear subframe with the rear cargo area. Other highlights include M servotronic steering and an optional M drive professional package with M traction control. The latter feature is all new and allows the driver to set the intervention threshold for wheel slip. Drivers can select from 10 different settings and this enables them to find the ideal balance of racing car performance and directional stability. 
When it comes time to stop, drivers will be happy to know there's a new high-performance braking system. It features six piston calipers and 15-inch 380mm disc up, discs up front, as well as single-piston rear, single rear calipers. Huh? That's a little bit less racy than I would have expected, but either way, they're single-piston rear calipers, which grab onto 14.6-inch or 370mm discs. Customers can also opt for a carbon ceramic braking system that has gold painted calipers as well as discs which measure 15.7 inches or 400 millimeters up front and 15 inches or 380 millimeters in the rear. Besides the impressive performance specs, the models have a bold front end, obviously, that will undoubtedly prove controversial. A massive twin kidney grille dominates the front bumper and is flanked by sizable air intakes with honeycomb inserts. Moving further back, there's a bulging hood and front fender vents. The model also has sporty side skirts, aerodynamic mirrors, and a more aggressive rear bumper. The latter houses a black diffuser and openings for a four-tailpipe tailpipe sports exhaust system. The cars come equipped with LED headlights, a carbon fiber reinforced plastic roof, and tinted taillights. Customers can also order an M-Carbon exterior package, which adds a number of carbon fiber reinforced plastic components, including a rear spoiler, diffuser, and mirror caps. The standard M3 and M4 ride on forged alloy wheels which measure 18 inches up front and 19 inches in the rear. Competition variants have larger 19 and 20 inch wheels with a polished rim that helps to accentuate their size. Interior changes are relatively modest but include a sports steering wheel, a red start-stop button, and a special shifter in competition variants. Aluminum Tetragon trim is standard but carbon fiber is also available and it even extends to the steering wheel. Elsewhere, there are new sports seats which are wrapped in fine-grained merino leather and available with ventilation for the first time. Customers can also order optional M carbon bucket seats which are 21 pounds or 9.5 kilograms lighter and feature aggressive bolsters as well as an illuminated model badge. Other highlights include a 12.3 inch digital instrument cluster and a 10.25 inch infotainment system with cloud-based BMW maps as well as wireless Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Unsurprisingly, there are a handful of M-specific features including an M-Drift Analyzer and an M-Lap Timer. Both models will arrive in the United States this March and pricing starts at $69,900 for the M3 and $71,800 for the M4 Coupe. Why is the Coupe more expensive? You, so you get less doors and less practicality, but it's still more expensive. Maybe because it's dynamically better? That just That's just very weird. The M3 Competition will, re will retail for $72,800, while the M4 Competition is more of the same, with it costing $74,700. Again, I'm not sure I quite understand why it's that much more expensive for a less practical car, but whatever. So, let's get, let's get on to the interior. I'm going to vaguely touch on the exterior looks in a second here, but I just want to talk about the interior briefly. This is probably one of the most, I don't want to say boring, but least sporty interiors I've seen in a while. And I, and what I'm trying to get at is this. It's not a bad interior, but it looks like the normal 4, seri four Series interior to me, just with some red bits and some paddle shifters. It's just not that special. Maybe the competition models will be more special. Maybe the eventual CSL will be more special. But I'm actually just kind of disappointed how it just looks like a slightly more luxurious 4 Series. I would have hoped for a little bit more unique additions to the interior. I mean, yeah, you have a little M badge on the base of the of the third spoke on the steering wheel. You have some stitching. but And then you have a little M3 plaque thing where the cluster truck of center console buttons is. But... Again, overall, it just looks fairly normal, and that's 
I would have hoped for something more special. This is an M car. It should differentiate itself a little bit more in my eyes, but let's let's take let's talk about where the gear selector is though and all the buttons there. That is the worst thing I have seen in a long time. So you have the gear selector and then behind that and to the left you have the start start stop button, which isn't bad. I don't mind that it's there, but you have buttons above and below the start stop button. You have a BMW iDrive knob, which I don't even know if BMW calls it that anymore, but they have a rotating knob for the touch screen and a few things, and they got just a bunch of buttons ever. Oh, hey, they have a picture that shows more of it. Okay, so you have the start-stop button. You have M-Mode setup and sports exhaust, and you have auto H just below that. You have a parking... Okay, it's a parking... It looks like a button, but it's not a button. It's just a little flat thing. You have traction control off. You have something there, something there. Then to the right of, to the, right of the gear shifter... You have the rotary dial, so you have options, and it's not a rotary dial for like gear selecting or whatever. No, 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 no. It's for selecting things on the menu. So you have back, option, media, and a few other buttons here and there. And then you have again the little rotary dial. I, I just don't, I don't understand why there's so many buttons here. There's, there's so many buttons in that one area, and then when you go further up the dash, though, there's this massive cubby hole, or it's not even a cubby hole. It. It's just this silver bar of nothingness where you could have put where you could have put some of those buttons to make it less cluttered. I'm sure it's for maybe putting your phone or wallet or a few other things, because I'm sure it's a storage bin, but it's like all the drive buttons are down in the center console and it's just and, and a bunch of other things are down there as well, and it just looks like a pain. You'd have to look to figure anything out. And then you have the little park the park button is on the gear selector, which is maybe that's not Necessarily new, but it's certainly new to me. Very, very strange. Like I said, overall, and and I just realized because I saw the little plaque thing on the gear on the center lower center console. I was looking at the M the M4 competition, no M3 competition, but still, that was the M3 competition, and that interior wasn't all that special to me. So the normal the normal M cars must be just as from the interior anyway must be just as dull. And that that's really quite sad. I think we're in the M... Yeah, now we're in the M4 competition, it would see Even the colors, instead of it being a tan, it's a blue. A really strange blue, but a blue nonetheless. And with the with some of the carbon fiber bits and these really interesting carbon fiber seats, it looks a little more special then. Oh, and they got carbon fiber paddle shifters, and they look to be a bit bigger. So this is a little bit more special. This is sort of getting with the program, but even still, overall, it just seems too much like the normal 4 series to me and not that not that it's too much like the normal 4 series because the normal 4 series interior is bad because it isn't it's just to me there's very little to tell you you're in you're in an M car and very little that tells you that it's quite special but so obviously we've got to talk about the exterior now my issue with the normal 4 series was the lower grille it just it looked like the long I think they called them the proboscis monkey with the long nose, it looked like that with the way that the lower grill outlined the kidney grill. I hated it. I hated it. I did a video, as you might know, I did a video where I got rid of that. And to me, it made it look a lot better. I actually liked that interior, uh, liked the kidney grill when that when that change was made because it makes it look distinctive. But here, uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if that could be a fix because obviously they need that lower grill for cooling and then to some degree for aero. But I... If, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the lower grill this time. I'm not sure if it's the lower grill this time because with this, with the M cars, the base of the kidney grill actually connects to the 
to the character line of the lower grill, which is quite not well. It's better than the normal four series, but I don't know. I don't know if it works as well here. Maybe again, maybe if I got rid of the lower grill, and maybe if I got rid of the character line, and then made the vents their own thing rather than outlining the kidney, then maybe I'd like it more. But for the most part, to me, it's just—it's really strange. It's really, really strange. I like it less than the normal 4 Series, which is weird coming from me because I normally like the sportier models more than your base models, but not this time. Not this time. And also, the the little indent where the, the bulges for the kidney go into the hood, the kind of charger-looking <laughs> indents, I, I'm not sure I like that either. It, it almost brings too much attention to the enormity of the kidney grills. I'm not sure I like it. I'll tell you what though, I do like the rear of the M4 and the M3. Especially with this new with the new character line on the bottom that then goes into the side vent on the fender. I like that. I do like that crease. And honestly, I like the profile of the car, or the, at the very least the the profile from this three-quarter view that I'm currently looking at. I like the taillights, I like the roof line, really, really sporty, and I like the spoiler. Although I'm pretty sure this is the competition version, so I don't think that would normally be the case. I'm not quite a fan of how the diffusers really, really squared off. Considering the relative roundness of the car, that just seems... It adds bulk to what is otherwise quite a flowing design to me, and I'm not... I don't like it. It just adds adds weight to the rear end and brings the rear end down. But from the rear, I do quite like it. From a slightly more side profile, it doesn't look... I'm looking at the front now. It doesn't look as bad, so... Again... Some angles where the grill is less prominent, I do quite like it. I really do, but if the top part of the kidney grill was brought down a little bit lower, that way it would match the slope of the rest of the front end, then I'd probably like it more. I think that's the issue. It needs to be lowered because it it makes the car look way less sleek than it should be. And once again, it adds this, it adds this bulk that is just completely unnecessary. Opinions aside though, let's actually get back to some more information because I wasn't finished yet. 2021 BMW M3 and M4 launched in Australia with rear-wheel drive and Australian starting price of 144,900 whatever the Australian currency is. One week after the unveiling of the new, of the new generation BMW M3 sedan and M4 coupe, the two performance models are already on sale in Australia with delivery set to commence in Q1 of 2021. The four model lineup includes the regular M3 and M4 which start at 144,900 Australian and 149,900 Australian, probably for the M3 and M4 respectively, which means that in US in US dollars that would be $102,292 and $105,822. No, that's far too much. And the more powerful M3 competition and M4 competition can be had from 154,900 Australian and 159,900 Australian respectively which would be 109,352 for the M3 competition and 112,822 for the M4 competition. Once back when Dodge reduced the Viper's price by 15,000, you could get a Viper TA for that money. I'm sorry. No. No, that's just way too much. You could get a Corvette Z06 for that money as well. You could get a Corvette ZR1 for that money. That's just way way too much. Anyway, though, all versions pack a bi-turbo 3-liter inline straight 6 that develops 473 horsepower, 406 pound-feet of torque. Well, we already went over that, so I can skip. And that's the end of it here. So basically, in Australia, you're going to be paying upwards of $100,000 for these new M3 and M4 cars, which is just too much. Too much. Speaking of things that are too much, though, 
Let's talk about the M performance parts. Shortly after the official launch of the 2021 BMW M3 and M4, the German car manufacturer has announced a series of M4 performance parts for the two models. In total, BMW will offer the new M3 and M4 with almost three dozen different M performance parts. Kicking things off as one of the most significant, significant upgrades is a unique exhaust system for both the M3 and M4 that features centrally mounted tailpipes in the middle of a carbon fiber diffuser. Spy shots recently surfaced of this exhaust layout, prompting speculation it would be used by a hardcore M4 GTS model. Evidently, it is simply an M performance parts option, although I wouldn't rule out that possibility. BMW says this exhaust has valve control and that the tailpipes are made from lightweight titanium. Elsewhere, the German car manufacturer has developed an M performance sports suspension system that includes coilovers that allows owners to tweak the ride height. Another significant performance modification comes in the form of new sports brake pads that promise shorter braking distances, better response characteristics, and high thermal resistance. BMW is also offering the new M3 and M4 with various 19, 20, and 21 inch wheels, some of which are forged and also available in frozen gold, jet black, and frozen gunmetal gray finishes. Other exterior modifications include a large carbon fiber wing, which I would have to have, carbon ceramic brakes, carbon aero flicks, so one of the canards, which I also have to have, carbon kidney grill, I don't care about that, and carbon side skirt attachments. Not sure I care about that as much either. Available upgrades continue in the cabin and include an M performance steering wheel, carbon fiber paddle shifters, unique floor mats, door sill stripes, and various carbon fiber and Alcantara accents. I want the wing! I really want the wing, and you know what? I, I want the centrally mounted exhaust tips as well, that's kind of cool. And lastly, let's go over just a little bit more information on these new M cars. The fenders have been flared on all four corners to fit a wider track, while the side skirts have been lengthened to fill the gap. There are also gills on either front fender and M-specific side mirrors. The diffuser comes painted in black and houses four 3.93-inch exhaust tips, which I don't know about you, but that seems relatively beefy to me. In all, the M3 is 4.6 inches longer, 0.4 inches wider, and is a singular 0.1 inch higher than the previous car. While the M4 is 4.6 inches longer as well, 0.7 inches wider, and 0.4 inches higher than its predecessor. Getting back to the engine, it makes 473 horsepower, which we already know, but it makes that power at 6,250 RPM, which we didn't know. And it makes 406 pound-feet of torque from 2,650 RPM to 6,130 RPM. Pick the competition model, and those numbers jump to 503 horsepower at 6,250 RPM and 479 horsepower, sorry, and 479 pound-feet of torque between 2,750 and 5,500 RPM. Oh wait, BMW does still use iDrive, okay. That's interesting. For the first time, BMW is introducing a new 10-stage traction control function on the M3 and M4. It's part of the M-Drive Professional option, and much like the traction control system on the AMG GTR, the Mercedes, it allows drivers to pick how much wheel slip is allowed before the system actually intervenes. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't need 10 stages for that, that just seems a bit excessive. That will now mark the end of this podcast. What do you think of the new M cars? Do you think that the M design helps the new kidney grill? Do you think it makes it worse like I do? Do you like the specs? Do you like the 10-stage traction control thing that's a bit excessive to me? I hope you enjoyed, and if you did enjoy this episode, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell, then all notifications, that way you'll be notified every time I upload. 
If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in code CarConundra before you set off, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.